Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. A lot of the characters that I was seeing every day at the nude beach for like a week or maybe even two weeks, you know, there was sort of this regular cast of characters that I've already described, like the three elderly women and a couple different couples that I would see regularly and a, a, a one single woman who was usually there by herself. They've kind of gone. They've kind of moved on. So maybe they weren't locals. Maybe they all were just people who were here vacationing. So the past few days, there's been sort of a, a turnover and there's a bunch of new people that I have seen sort of repeatedly. So again, I think there's just like a new wave of visitors. One of the new groups of people who are frequenting the Naked Beach includes, it's a family, a couple with a young daughter. And when I say young, I mean, again, I'm so bad with the ages, uh, six, seven, or eight, something like that, maybe nine. And I can't help but think just how cool that is that parents would take their young kids to a nudist beach. Now, I can already hear traditional conservative voices sort of getting up at arms and, and, and saying, you know, how wrong that is, how damaging that is, that kids shouldn't see naked bodies, immediately making the association with a naked body and a sexualized body. None of the people who are protesting ever having been to a naked beach, a nudist beach. But, but that's not even the point. The point is how cool that this little girl in particular, just taking her as an example, that she's not being taught to hate her body. She's not being taught to fear the human body, to be ashamed of the human body. She's being taught that it's, 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 just, it's just being normalized. As I've already talked about, this nudist speech, this is not a sexual environment. Just because people are naked, it's not sexual. She is not being exposed to some sort of threatening sexuality. She's being exposed to an environment in which the body is just normalized. Everybody's naked. She's seeing a million different kinds of bodies. She's seeing fat bodies, in-shape bodies, tall bodies, skinny bodies. But it's all just normal. Because again, this beach, it's not, it's not a sexualized environment. And I just can't help but think, beyond this girl, what if all kids just saw the human body for what it is? And their parents set the example that there's nothing to fear, there's nothing to be ashamed of. The parents set the example of appreciating different body types, different everything that comes with the body. And it were just a normal, accepted, loved, appreciated part of growing up. That is not what I had. <laughs> and I know I'm not alone, right? I still, as an adult, as I also mentioned in the context of going to the beach, I still deal with plenty of body issues. And again, not alone. We see it throughout our culture, throughout our society. Men, women, regardless of gender, any gender, it's just, it's, it's so embedded in our culture. And it's not because we haven't done a good enough job of hiding our naked bodies. It's because we've shamed our naked bodies, right? We've been taught that the naked body is sinful, inherently evil, inherently bad, something to be hidden, to be ashamed of. So I just, I just celebrate and honor these parents who are instilling in their children, in this little girl again, in this, in this case, that healthy sense of body image that so many of us do not get growing up 
So kudos to any parents who are working hard, whether it's a nude beach or some other way, just in general, just in conversation, just by setting their own examples, just whatever the way might be, kudos to any parents who are helping to instill positive body images in their children. I continue to have some exciting sort of nature encounters here at the house. Yesterday, I'm on my, I'm on the terrace, I'm working. I look down and there's a hornet that I presume was already dead. It's not moving or anything. And I think there's all these black ants that are just in a frenzy that are carrying this hornet from one side of the terrace to another. So I get down right on the concrete and I'm filming really close up and I got some amazing footage because I was able to get so close. And it was just gruesome, but also sort of beautiful to get, have such intimate contact with this. I mean, it's miraculous how these tiny ants are able to coordinate their efforts to carry this comparatively large hornet wherever they were taking it. And quite frankly, I didn't, I didn't stay there long enough to figure out where they were ultimately taking it, but they're doing their job. And just to see the coordination of these creatures that, I mean, how big are their brains, right? And yet, they're so strong, such incredible strength relative to the size of their, sizes of their bodies. Never mind, again, this, this coordination. It's just miraculous. And it's so easy to take it for granted. And you could so easily just dismiss it as, oh, yeah, a bunch of ants. That's just what they do. Big deal. But it's incredible. And it just blew me away, um, especially getting to see it up that, that up close and personal. So I posted that video as well. Couple other creatures, really cool creatures that I'm dealing with or not dealing with, interacting with here. So I've got a gecko, maybe two geckos, definitely one gecko. I can't tell if it's two, actually maybe three, because there's been one who's hanging out and they're really small. They're really small. The lizards are much larger because I got lizards as well with blue tails that are really cool. The geckos though, and I, I think they're geckos versus lizard because they've got those pads on their feet, right? Like the suction cup pads versus the lizards have more like claws. So I assume these are geckos or something more akin to geckos. At any rate, they're only like, I don't know, two inches, two inches long. They're really small. I haven't seen geckos this small before. And I I was thinking when I first saw one that it was probably just a baby. But now I've seen, again, I'm not sure if it's the same one. Well, there has to be at least two because I've seen one on the door out to the terrace on the inside. Because the other thing is, as I've, as I talked about when I was going on about my fear of scorpions and how the walls here are all stones and they're just nooks and crannies and how I knew that there could be just creatures hiding out in the walls in plain sight without me noticing because of all the nooks and crannies and the mortar and all that. So no surprise that turns out I was right. Thank God I haven't seen a scorpion yet, but I was right in the sense that the walls are hiding creatures. In this case, the super cute gecko who hangs out at the door on the inside, but to the door to the terrace. That's one. Well, the past two days, whether it's the same gecko or different gecko, every time I've come home, I've seen a gecko at the, at the bottom, at the foot of the stairs. And he freaks out. He or she freaks out as soon as they see me and he goes and hides. But I see him every time. They're just such cute, (laughs) cute creatures. This one has not, by the way, tried to sell me insurance. So I don't think there's any relation there. Then I just came home just now. And this is why I say there must be at least two geckos because this one was definitely a different one. I opened the door, or I opened the shutter door to get to the real door outside, and there was a gecko who darted as soon as I opened the door. Once again, I busted out the iPhone really quickly, hit play, or, you know, hit film, and I was able to get, he crawled up the door, so as I was trying to find him again, he crawled up the door 
almost like to check me out. And so he was on the other side of the hinge of the shutter door looking right at me. You know, I was just a few inches away. And again, this this guy also is only like two inches long. But he just came up and I got really close, really cool footage. Um, I just love those creatures. They're really cool, the geckos. Another creature is this spider that's pretty funny in the bathroom. Now, he or she has been there since I've been here. But for the longest time, for like the first week that I was here, I thought this spider, I thought they were just like dead legs because I just could see two legs. And for a second, I thought maybe it was sticking out of the wall, but then day after day, it never moved. And I just figured, you know, they were just two spider legs of a spider that was no longer with us. One day I swept the bathroom and after I swept, the legs were gone. So I thought I just, I swept up the legs. That's that. The next, I don't know if it was the same day or the next day, the legs were back. So then I realized, ah, that actually is a spider. Now, the funny thing is, though, the spider's hiding out, and the spider is smart enough to hide out. So how is it not smart enough to hide its two legs that are sticking out? It's like when a kid plays hide-and-seek, and they hide behind a tree that's more narrow than they are, and you can see them. So I, it's like the, spider's, the spider is smart enough to hide, but not smart enough to realize it's got two legs completely sticking out. So that's just kind of funny. And it, it, it hardly moves. Now, the exception being over the past, I'd say, three days, another leg came out. And then later in the day or the next day, I started to see part of the body. And then today, it's had, say, a quarter of its body sticking out. So the spider's confused, or it's just getting worse and worse at hide and seek. I don't know what the deal is, but it's kind of funny to watch how it's, one, just doesn't seem to be very good at concealing itself, and two, how it sort of can't make up its mind. But um, anyway, that, that's kind of my pal in the bathroom. He's there every time I go, he or she. And um, I don't know, whatever he's doing, apparently it's working for him. Either that or he's, he's starving to death in his little hole. I don't know. Is there anything else? I feel like there's another creature I'm, I'm forgetting about. I saw a kingfisher the other day. Uh, there are these cool fish here that I've seen a few times now that are really long, almost like eels. But then they also have these beaks, sort of like swordfish. Except, of course, the fish that I'm talking about are way, way smaller. They're just like 18 inches, maybe two feet long. They kind of catch me off guard, though, because I don't see them very often. And since they've got that that sort of sword-like thing on on their mouths or just coming off their faces, whatever it is, I don't know if they're dangerous. I suspect they're not. So I don't worry, but I also don't swim right up to them like I swim up to all the other fish. Anyway, that is those are some of my most recent ongoing nature encounters here in Croatia. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.